Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I spoke to Drew Talbert. You may know Drew from his waiter TikTok videos, and he is one funny guy. We chatted about all things comedy, groundlings, creating content on TikTok, creating characters, and we also may have created a genius new app on accident. So grab a coffee and enjoy. recording so hi welcome hi. to the coffee chat podcast and for coming on thank you and i already drank you're welcome i already drank my coffee though so i don't have any on me that's it's so okay it's i'll let it be a, you'll just all right in. it's fine it's fine okay. um <laughs> i'm really excited to have you on because there's a few things that i want to chat with you about but first i want you to kind of just like interest introduce yourself to the world um a uh -huh. about you and how you want to do that go ahead sure yeah yeah, yeah. uh just talk about myself? Yeah, just talk about yourself, like a little buyer about you. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. My name is Drew Talbert. And uh, it all started on a day, October 15th, 1976. Uh, I'm an old man. No, I'm not going to go that far back. I'm just, uh, I'm a, an actor, writer. I'm an improv teacher and a content creator, I guess you could say. Yeah. I make... Um, videos about my experience as a waiter predominantly right now that's what most people know me uh, uh, by and uh so the little comedic sketches about my experiences where i play all the parts yeah which was kind of a byproduct of the uh, covid quarantine situation i couldn't act with friends and so i would just play all the parts and edit it together and then that kind of became my my thing so yeah. That's what I've been doing lately, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, we might as well talk about your little TikTok journey first. <laughs> because okay. I think, because I feel like a lot of people listening would also, that's obviously, like you said, they kind of know you uh, mm -hmm. from at the moment. Um, so I would like to say that I kind of knew you before you were TikTok famous. Because um, I believe oh, yeah. when I took your class, it was like early quarantine. And I remember you were like, I think that was a class. And I remember you saying, yeah, like I'm just uploading these videos to TikTok. They're doing pretty well people liking them little did, did you I? know <laughs> yeah because I think in class someone was like oh wow they're so funny and you were like yeah like oh, okay yeah. good I didn't just yeah. bring it no. up no oh my god no. no 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 we were like, like really hey funny. guys um uh, yeah yeah oh, yeah how did that like early on that that was one of my first probably first zoom classes when the growling started doing yeah. that yeah. yeah which is crazy and now they've got their whole program online but we will talk about that um but yeah, I guess for TikTok, how did that start for you? Were you just, I mean, obviously in quarantine, you're like, I want to create something. Yeah, so um, I had heard of TikTok, but I had a perception of it that it was just for kids. <laughs> I don't know what your perception of it was. That was what I thought. That was what was in the news, or at least what my friends had been saying was like, yeah. you know, there's this app for nine-year-olds to dance and lip sync to. I had one adult friend who was on it who was funny, but generally speaking, I just didn't pay any attention to it. And then a friend of my wife's got her to download it at the beginning of quarantine, right. towards the end of March. And, and then she did something with her and I would watch her. She scrolled her uh, FYP. Oh, yes. If you're familiar with the app. Yeah. And um, I would see videos that made me laugh and, you know, really funny, smart stuff. And then some stuff I hated too, but like 
it was like but there was enough good stuff that I was like this is actually really cool yeah and so I downloaded it and uh made like some dumb little random things that I was just like oh I'd have an idea and just do it yeah but they were not connected at all and then I did one I just because I had an idea from my waiter experience for this one episode this, yeah. just this one sketch so I put that up there and it was the one that really blew up and so I just decided oh okay maybe this will be my niche and so I just started yeah. making the waiter content from there and became yeah. like the the waiter guy I guess <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's I mean your videos are so great. I like love them and I share them you. all the time. I'm just oh. like and then I have friends who are like, oh my God, isn't that they're like, isn't that like your improv teacher? I was like, Yeah, just for like, yeah. you know, a few classes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no big deal. Like I know him. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm claiming that. <laughs> oh my god. Good luck with that. Yeah. I know, that gives right? you some good street cred. Right? Get get a little bit of clout there, you know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> What's like one thing you've learned from doing TikTok? Is there something that stuck out to you that you were like, oh man, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, a couple things. One is I'm just like amazed at some really hidden talent out there. Yeah. You know, like watching, because as you make them, you watch and there's this really wonderful community that I hope it doesn't get banned in the U.S. Because yeah, oh, um, God, nice. for not just for selfish reasons, there is that. I don't want it to for selfish reasons, but also like the way it's designed, the algorithm gets your content out to more people. So people who would not have an audience can gain an audience relatively yeah. quickly. And two, it's like it embraces this very like loose sketch version of of ideas. So like if you had a funny idea and you have no real technical skills yeah. as an editor or, or cinematographer or whatever, and you're just someone with no skills or experience sitting in say Kansas, but you, you're funny and you're, yeah. you have a smart, funny mind. It's a way for you to reach a big audience. And, and I see it, you know, you're scrolling, you yeah. see like, it's like, man, that's a really funny idea. And then you watch the other stuff and like, they're hilarious. They're brilliant. And so that's really cool. And then the duet feature mm. um, creates this like real uh, sense of community and like people like working off of each other. And it's really kind of cool to see, like you'll just see funny versions of that. I saw really touching versions of that. There was a girl who um, looked about maybe five or six. My wife showed me this and she was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, and it was at that point where she had to have her head shaved and there was a video her mom put up of like you know it's starting to come out in clumps and so now we're shaving it so she's like shaving the girl had a really sweet smile on her face yeah. all these people started duetting it grown adults would duet it and shave their head with her oh, and wow. like do it and just in solidarity with this girl and it was just happening hundreds of times all these people wow. just like saying I'm with you shaving their head in a duet side by side with this little girl and so it's like there's stuff like that that just makes me think you know that really loves the app you know and it's yeah. it's not just for kids and then the other thing I learned from a technical aspect for for myself was I've been writing and making videos for a while I did YouTube and yeah not so successfully and some other things with friends or just by myself and as a writer, you, you're taught different things. And one thing you learn with comedy is it's pace and timing. And like, mm -hmm. you have to grab people and hold their attention. 
but nothing teaches you that quite like TikTok. Like, yeah, really, I've learned like as you put stuff out, you see what works and what doesn't work, and you start realizing that you have like three seconds before they'll just maybe less, you know. So you start learning like as a writer or as a comedian like pacing and stuff and like when you're editing like oh I can trim that I things you you never would have trimmed before because it has to be less than a minute and also you need to grab them and hold them and watch time is important for the algorithm so more people see it so you're like oh it's just that's that's a second right there that's boring and you just so it, it teaches you as a comedian a really ruthless way of like scaling it down to like the the brass tacks yeah 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 no I agree because I mean I do a lot of that you know scrolling and it's true Mm -hmm. when you see a video probably it takes me like two seconds and I'm like oh no (laughs) oh yeah you feel it instant you feel it you're like or you'll feel like I don't know why but I'm in (laughs) <laughs> yeah no I've heard a few of those I was like and you just I've watched someone do a full story time for like a minute yeah, sure like, <laughs> right yeah well yeah. that's interesting too like uh, sometimes they don't need fast editing it's the personality like sometimes yes. it's their their personality the energy right coming off of them that just grabs you and that's that's one of those like talents like you know some of the great athletes can do things that some of these YouTubers that we may laugh and mock, you know, it's like, what, you just go on and vlog. Well, they have a talent of that, what you're just talking about. They have this natural charisma that they can put a camera on them and talk and people by the millions want to just watch. Yeah. I can't, I've yet to do that. Like, I don't have that. I need to like, edit grab and here's an idea like joke joke so god bless them right oh it's so true i mean i often yeah i will watch like 30 minute vlogs of someone just around they'll be in la just like doing a, like errands and i'll be like yes i'm like yeah. and i'll watch the full thing and i just yeah. watch someone like go grab their coffee or go to a meeting and i'm like yeah good for if you i man. tried that i think i'd get like hate mail <laughs> <laughs> Where are the chefs? Where's the waiters? What is right? this? I kept waiting. You wasted 20 minutes of my life. Here's a bill. Where's the TikTok stuff? Where the waiters stuff? Yeah, what is this? Have you received you any like hate or, cause you know. This is, no, the only, the only negativity I've gotten is when I, um, I post, cause like I, I had 800 Instagram followers when this started like four months ago. <laughs> yeah, now I have, have- 20. 27,000, something like that. So it's, it's, it's like gone. Cause you know, for years it was like Instagram was just my buds, my friends, you know, my pals. And so now I'm dealing with a a whole group of people that I don't know personally and have different political uh, views from me. So the only negativity I've gotten is if someone disagreed with a post I made in my story or whatever that they thought was uh, political that they didn't agree with. I've gotten a couple of those and, and they, they came out a little heavy. And then yeah. I just decide I've just decided in life to try to like meet people mm. with the uh, attitude of like, we all need to like come together as much as we possibly can. So I'll just be like, I think I surprise them with how I'll respond. Yeah. I'll give them like a lengthy respond that's thoughtful and they'll be like, Oh, oh. Well, I mean, I appreciate that response. I, okay. I can see that. And then we'll, we'll talk for a second. And they'll leave like, thanks, man. I respect you. <laughs> oh, that's so, great. 
I think we all need to do a little more of that, but yeah. that's not, I haven't had anybody like negative about my content. Oh, the only other negative thing was early on and I haven't seen it lately. Mm -hmm. There was a stretch where I happened to make, say, let's say five videos in a row yeah. where the audience really loved these two female characters. Right. Loved them. So I started making sequels of them. They both happened to be very passive type ladies. One was looked like she was on meds. I mean, her, she's just like, like eyes glazed over her husband yeah. makes all these awful jokes and she has to sit there like, so she's kind of like vacant, yeah, like no personality kind of thing, but they thought she was hilarious. And then another one was just a sweet lady, but also just real quiet, docile, you know, and so I happened to, because they liked them, I made more of those. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, the first, like, I think three out of the first five waiter videos had very strong women. It was like a mother who was, like, making the waiter wait while her kid said, thank right. you. Okay. I had, like, really strong women. There was one that was, like, demanding the waiter make something not on the menu. And, like, the her husband's was the real docile one. So it wasn't mm -hmm. like that's all I did. But because there was a run there and those were big hits that was what some i think ladies saw as like me being misogynistic and like oh your content is basically showing women as these doormat passive people and they didn't watch all of my videos it was just those so there was this period there where i would get messages or comments like that could you please show some women that aren't zeros or women you know and i was like well i would say well i watched these but like and yeah, good link here. I feel like I mix it up now. Like you'll see a video where the woman is like dragging her husband around, yeah. and you'll see one where the husband's. And I think that comes. I've had to psychoanalyze myself and be like, "Where does that come from? Why is it always so <laughs> uneven?" You know, part of it's comedy. It's not funny to watch a yeah. perfectly well balanced couple. You know. Oh no! Like it's they're true. just both both equally you know been through therapy and like meditate every morning and like give each other love and receive love and that's not that funny what's yeah. funny is watching the the couples that i've served for years where it's usually one is dominant and one is like because otherwise they get divorced right <laughs> if you're a cup if you're a couple though. and you've been married for 20 or 30 years and one of you is that intense yeah the other one is ha by default has to be the other way or else they would have it's not gonna split, last. Split. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you see all my older couples is like imbalanced, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, they're hilarious. But it's true. I mean, that's when you go to rest, like that's people you've served. Like they're actual people that you see out there in the world. So mm. yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that. I love it. Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful, wonderful couples and people. Yeah. Mo mo most servers will tell you if they're honest, the <laughs> overwhelming majority of people are wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful people, but w why would I make a comedy video about that? <laughs> right. Yeah, I know we don't want to see that. <laughs> right. I'm gonna make them about the the weirdos and the a holes and the. Yeah. You're gonna create characters about those people, not yeah, the, not the you know nice people. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit. So, your groundlings journey and that for you. Um, because I did have Chelsea Pope, who's in currently in the Sunday Company, and we talked a little bit about her journey, which was really eye-opening to just hear a different experience. Cause I guess everyone's mm -hmm. experience is different. 
going through sure. the company. Um, so how did that start for you? Did you always know you wanted to do the groundlings or even comedy or kind of just, yeah. Um, well, I, I've always, since I was a kid, I've wanted to do comedy mm -hmm. and I just, it was just in me to like, my most pressing desire was always to make people laugh. Yeah. Uh, and then when I got, became an adult, I actually stopped acting in my 20s and focused on writing. Oh, nice. I was going to be a screenwriter and a filmmaker behind the camera. And um, then I hit like 29, 30. I can't remember exactly. Maybe it was 31. Anyway, around that age, I saw a Groundling show and it blew my mind. Because like when I was a kid, I had this box of my grandmother's wigs. Amazing. And I would like put them on and do little sketches and stuff. And so when I saw this, it was like, these adults are like putting on wigs and being like hilarious. And like, I lost my mind. Uh, Melissa McCarthy was in that show. I remember it was oh, on a wow, Friday yeah. night. And like, I, I signed up for an audition the next day and then took the classes and, and got into their uh, Sunday company and yeah. did that for a year. And it was amazing. It became my little home base in LA and it got me back into performing uh, and then I've been teaching for like the last four and a half plus years. So yeah, it was just a, it was, it was the thing that got me back Yeah. Uh, in front of, or on the stage. I don't know what's the <laughs> less weird way of saying it, <laughs> acting again. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. What's the biggest thing I guess you learned from that experience with your training at the Groundlings that you kind of take away with you? Um, ooh, the biggest thing, um, I think I learned the importance of putting, of, of making your ideas character focused. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I naturally think in terms of premise. Right. So like, I will think of, wouldn't it be funny if this crazy thing happened in life, right? Yeah. And it doesn't really work at the Groundlings. It's not the style. So like, I would try to force these, I would think of this idea, write it. I'm like dying. Like this, this is, is funny to kill. Oh my God. Wait till they get, this is it. This is it. And I would pitch it and it'd just be crickets. And I could feel it while I was pitching it. Oh no. I'm like, is that this feeling. shit? And then, yeah. And then I would watch someone else put up a sketch where it was like, it was so dumb. Like the idea was nothing but the character was hilarious and it would be this huge hit. And then I had my, a few hits too, you know, and um, they would always be about the characters, you know? Yeah. And so it just, it, it, but I could, couldn't shake it. I kept going back to like, my mind would just go there. And some yeah. people naturally think character first and some people naturally think premise first. And I, I don't know if it was from my twenties when I would write, write movies and I just thought that way. And now it's fun. It's like with the waiter stuff, I get to marry the two. Yeah. I think that's what I like about it because I will start with an idea of like, you know, um, today I posted one um, where it's about do servers take leftovers to the back and eat off the customer's plate? Right. You know? So it's like, I've seen a couple servers do that. I've seen the dishwashers do that. I've never done it. I've done like the chef makes something wrong. 
think. And it's carried out, but then like it's never served, and it comes back, so it's just this dead item. We'll we'll all eat that, you know. But like, I've seen where it's like they've had the food, they've eaten all but like a couple of things, and then like mm-hmm. the servers back there, like, mm-hmm. so that was an idea I wanted to do. But what's fun is like playing around with the the characters yeah. who would best serve that. My wife helps with that. Like she'll be like, oh, you should do the whatever character. Uh, or like we talked about the lady, you know, the, the guy who makes all the bad jokes Yes. and his wife, it's like, I could just be there saying the jokes, but I marry the idea of like bad jokes. We've all heard a million times plus through these characters. And I think that's really gratifying for me to, to get to like marry those two. It's real fun. Yeah. No, I love them. I love your character work. It's well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. You're welcome. Wow. Nice. Okay, yeah. sure. I'll put yeah. it in my pocket. There you go. There it is. I can give you another one. Save it for later. Yeah, save Maybe it I'll be you... waiting in line. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling down. I'm going to this compliment. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> an app. We should make an app. We should make an app. Oh, my God. A compliment app. So yeah, like... save, save them. Yeah. So if someone's like, you look so beautiful, your hair looks right today. Hold on. You pull out your phone. Could you say that one more time? Hit record. Your hair looks beautiful today. Thank you. I, get, I think that already exists. It's called voice recorder, right? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. But <laughs> we'll a total weird <laughs> And just file it in your little compliment file. And you just like start doing like going outside being like, oh my I, God, thank you. Just, yeah. yeah thank I'm you. I'm going to start doing this. I'm inspired. Anything someone yeah. says nice to me, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. One more time. And then it's just like a shot of like just being at home, just alone, crying, just like listening, listening to like ten of them in a row. You're so or beautiful. like or you're crying because like oh the last one was three months ago. <laughs> no one said anything nice to me. There's no new compliments. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. we're into something here. Yeah, we are. Oh yeah. wow, no one. It's what influencers. It. It's like an influencers comment section. Oh my god, goals. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> but it's like an audio version of it. <laughs> Literally. I also will like some G dying, obsessed. Yes. Goals, queen, queen. Would is you my hear favorite. an audio version of that? Uh, I guess there's probably like influencers who are, um, this isn't making fun of them. I'm saying this know. might be a oh thing because like influencers who might be uh, visually impaired or whatever, yeah. they might have like that feature and they could hear. I wonder what it would be like to just hear compliments constantly. That would be like scrolling through an audio beautiful. version of your comment section. It'd just be, yes, get it, queen, amazing. Yes, yeah. Love it. And then suddenly it'd be like, at Rimbox 2, like, oh, wait, that, they're just tagging someone. That shouldn't have been. <laughs> oh, ooh, how do I delete? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm to something. That needs to be written. <laughs> do sure. it. <laughs> do it. Do it. I love it. Um, what's your advice for creating good characters? Like, what's your top, your little powwow? Uh, it's all, it's the clay you use. Um, I go to this art store. And, oh, those kind of characters. I'm sorry. That yeah. was horrible. Um, wow. Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> no. Wait, how, how can we tell? We need some compliments. Somebody, please. Oh, my God. Where's the app? Somebody, somebody please Get tell it. me. Wait, yeah. Hold on. Hold on, Sarah. Let me just play this real quick. You're funny, Drew. Okay, I'm back. Um, Ooh, we're good, we're good. Well, you should be able to answer this, Sarah. 
groundling training? What makes a good character? And I'll tell you if you're. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm a little nervous. Got put on the spot. I've, told, I've taught you. Let me go grab my notes. <laughs> no. Pop quiz. Just give um, me one aspect. One. Well, one part of a character. Well, firstly, What's the I would... most important thing? So <laughs> <But> what? <laughs> I'm so nervous. I'm like gonna start sweating. Good, good, the good. This makes good TV. Doesn't it? Radio yeah. This, or podcast. This, this makes is, good pod. Podding. <laughs> this is like. This is real, guys. This isn't like you can't make. Yeah. Um. A, <laughs> <laughs> it, all right. I'll let you off the hook. No, no. I was gonna say. Well, for me, like in um my current where I'm at because I've just started the basic um, core track mm -hmm. and we did just actually do character last week. And ah. yeah, ironic. Um, but for me, I mean, the big thing is like definitely having a strong point of view. There it is. Well. Yeah, there I it is. I you would say that. Woo! That is the most important thing. Sarah gets it right. So everybody, everybody voice record a compliment, send it her way. Um, yeah, your character has to have a strong point of view. The way they see the world a clear way of like, like, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, then the fun yeah. stuff is like how they talk and you yeah. know their mannerisms and all that fun behavior is really fun. But you you need to have a strong point of view, and you be, need to know how to uh, have that character play that point of view. Which to yeah. me is you need to process it like this: if your point of view is um, vain. Like your character is vain, mm -hmm. right? Well, how do you play that? If you do it where you're just showing the audience vain, it's gross. Like it's not funny and it feels fake. Yeah. And it feels too big and weird. And no one knows why they just don't like it because you're showing the audience my, your character vain. Yeah. The way you play it is what do vain people want from other people? Usually. Like, um, like attention. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You could say attention, you could say compliments. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that kind of thing, but attention. So the way you play a main character is when you're in a scene, is you're trying to get attention from the other person. Yeah. And the audience will feel the vanity from that without you showing them vain. So you yeah. have to take your point of view and then translate it into a want. Yeah. What do you want? And some characters want to give and some characters want to get if the two, those are the two big umbrellas, I feel like. So yeah. that's how you, that's how you play characters effectively and ground them and make them feel, you know, real and plugged in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, I mean, for me personally, the kind of thing that I am navigating is, yeah, there's the character work where you're like, okay, great. I have, I think I have the strong point of view, but then it's now improving with that character is a bit of, for me personally, I, I, at the moment yep. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's a big, that'll help you a lot if you think of it in terms of that way. Cause it'll also um, make your character listen better because you're trying to give or get something from the other character. Yeah. It's all about the, it's when you learn improv without going into a whole lesson, you know about are. listening and yeah. teamwork and connection, right? Yeah. It's all about the other person. And then you start creating characters and you go back into your head and you become all about you again. Yeah. And that's why you're struggling. 
what you have to do is find, you know, have your characters improvise like you learn to improvise. So they have to make it about the other person. They have to listen and connect. And the way you do that, I feel like, is to translate that point of view into a want. Because if I, you start a scene as a main character and you look at the other person and you're like, how can I get them to notice me? You know, now right. you're not you. You're not Sarah anymore. You're this, this, you're thinking like the character would think. Yeah. And you notice if they yeah. look at you, you might brighten up. Oh, <laughs> I see you notice the, uh, what I did for my hair. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's not the reaction I wanted. <laughs> you know, you're in it. You're just like. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. That's, I'm going to take that and I'm going to put it. Yeah. Take it for later. It in your pocket. Yeah. I'm going to put it in my little, um, here and in class, I'm going to get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Save it. Save yeah. It. Um, I guess like I do want to ask you for because I guess a lot of people listening would also be into improv so for you what's your best three tips on improv and like you know good yeah best three tips is to uh, when you're learning to not worry about being funny Mm -hmm. but to just focus on have little secret goals like today if all else fails and the scene goes to shit but I listened and I didn't do anything but respond to what I hear, you know, just like, that's it. So like I would compartmentalize different days, work on different things. Kind of like when you go to the gym yeah, and you like leg day or like ab day or whatever. I think you should do that when you're training for improv. I think too many people just put so much pressure on themselves every time they get up to be brilliant. Yeah. And they, and then it just doesn't work. So uh, I would say that. And then number two would be um, to make big, bold choices, even when you're not ready. And it feels awkward and like, you can't believe you're doing it. Kind of like jumping out of a plane. Oh, yes. So you just have to do it, even if it's messy at first, because that's a great way to get better fast. Yeah. Because then when it, when it doesn't work, you realize you didn't die. So it's like, oh, okay. And then when it does work, it's so exhilarating. And you realize, oh... So you kind of unlock yourself that way by committing to these big choices, like a big um, piece of information, you know, instead of being vague, being very specific and that kind of thing. Um, And number three, call your mother. Everyone call your mother more. You know, she needs to, what were we talking about tips uh, about improv? Um, (laughs) I mean, that works as well. I I drifted into life tips. (laughs) Um, well, no, uh, yeah. Um, what else? Emotion, you know, that's, that's yeah. the other thing is like, you have to get emotion. They'd say, say play emotion to a 10. Yeah. And I resisted that. thought it right. was like, it was uncomfortable and cheesy, but like, it really is everything. Now that I've improvised for a while, yeah. it's like, it's the thing I use the most is like reacting with big emotions and without them being fake, but just being like making everything, making a big deal out of everything. Yeah. You can make a big deal out of more than you realize. (laughs) That's it's comedy is making mountains out of molehills, you know? Oh yeah. Even the mundane stuff you can make that. By choosing to care. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing to care and having it affect you emotionally. Yeah. 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 Did um, improv come naturally for you or was that something that you kind of, you know, because yeah, there are people out there who are just, it's like, wow, yeah, okay. 
the, well you? there are parts of it did mm -hmm, yeah because i had never improvised before and i i yeah. felt it was fun to do and like the information came pretty well but i had some real blocks that i had to really work through and one was this idea of really listening i just had no concept of how to do that yeah to me i grown up as like in my friends group and family one of the main funny people and so i just was not used to like being funny was like you're just funny and you show it it wasn't yeah. about connecting with someone and, and building off what they said that was just so and i would hear them i would i, I was just and i was kind of like arrogant for no reason right. i had no success to back there's no reason for me to be arrogant at 30 years old as a as a beginning improviser with no track with no success like i'm you know waiting tables and like but i had this like arrogance of just like yeah okay i hear what you're saying but just here just watch yeah, get out of my way it's funny time and it would just fail and fail until yeah. i finally learned to just listen i also didn't understand how important good acting was mm -hmm. i had never taken real acting classes i had gotten away with like being on stage at my college, yeah. which is a small school, being funny, but without really understanding what good acting was. And so I struggled with like making my characters feel grounded. I struggled with listening. There was some blocks I had really had to overcome. I think the potential was there, but I really had some stuff I had to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, which I think it kind of reminds me, I think, oh my God, I think this is a TikTok you might've posted. It just came to mind um with the whole i think it was something about like an overnight success or something like that and you did like a little video of like you know oh yeah things. it was when i hit yeah. a certain number of followers yes. i made a little video of me talking about throwback <laughs> yeah about how i got because people were making those like how i got yeah. whatever and it would be stuff like uh post three to five times a day <laughs> you know all these like tips on how to become grow your followers in TikTok, and i did a not a spoof of that i just did my version of it was yeah. like how i gained this many in such a short time well really it was years of yeah. yeah acting classes and improv classes and therapy and overcoming an addiction and yeah all these things that i happened before i could like put myself in a position to even make content that people liked yeah which i think is just so important to hear that because you know i think often you know it, it it with social media it can look like that and even in the industry you know that we're in yeah the person books that big feature film and they're like the next like meryl streep or whatever and it's like mm -hmm. oh it just happened for them and it's like well yeah. no there's a lot of a lot of years and work that went into that but usually yeah yeah, yeah outside of like child actors or that kind oh of yes thing, but, <laughs> um <laughs> there's a few situations like that yeah but mostly yeah there's there's so much that went went before it yeah 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 um what i want to ask you is what so one thing that i'm always intrigued to ask comedians uh because comedy is subjective well anything in this industry is pretty subjective so what's your kind of what's your favorite kind of comedy that makes you laugh or that you well, like performing Oh, I like performing. Well, I was going to say, like, my favorite, the things that make me laugh the most are, oh, man, 
it's changed it evolves you know what i mean when i was yeah. a kid nothing made me laugh harder than monty python oh great yes and silliness mm-hmm. right and this idea of like there's really smart stuff going on with their sketches but they had this layer on top of just being silly and having fun and i've yeah. read some interviews where it's true that was their goal you know and um and then like kids in the hall out of Canada when I was uh more like college years I was obsessed with them and and then I got into like when I was more filmmaker-y mode it was like the Coen brothers Mm. um but there's always this element of just levity and light-hearted fun to everything that makes me laugh the hardest it's still relatable you know and like and kind of real in a way but there's this element of like silliness or lightheartedness that I just really love in comedy and I always I was that way like I was that kid most of my life through my late teens I was ridiculously silly and then um my even into my 20s and then it was really this one relationship I was in where the person made me feel really embarrassed for being that way. And, and I would kind of like, so I pushed it down and became a much more serious person. That's when I got into some dark, uh, the darkest time of my life. Yeah. And um, so for me, it's like being silly and needs to be a part of the comedy. You should be having fun when you're making it. Yeah. I put my baby to bed, seven, seven thirty. My wife and I rotate who kind of puts him to sleep each night. But usually I'm, I'm there with her until then. And then that's when I go make my videos four or five times a week. I then go yeah. alone into the room, set it all up. <clears throat> it's just me and this camera and lights making these things, editing them. Yeah. And a lot of times I just stop in the middle of just like giggling. I'm just like having fun making, you know, making them. That's so, so important. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's harder when you get more people involved and there's like a crew and like other, it, there's more stress. Yeah. So there's something really nice about the little the TikTok style I'm doing. It's just like just me and my little, I mean, my wife is big and like I'll run the ideas by her and she'll yeah. undoubtedly give me the best line of the, the whole video every time. Like, I'm like, God damn it, that was hilarious. I did it again. <laughs> she's brilliant. And yeah. then she also helps me, I'll like edit it. And she's like, cut this, 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 this. You don't need that. I'm like, that's the best part. You don't need it. Killing it. And I'm like, cut but it. It's so like, good. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's better now. (laughs) But uh, as far as me, when I'm filming it, it's like the fun of just being silly by yourself, making videos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's something really um, beautiful about creating your own little, like creating your own stuff and, you know, putting things on tape or create, like, yeah, there's just something that's really, it's fulfilling and satisfying and fun. Like you said. Yeah. Um, Which is, yeah, it's true. I think often, you know, if you're on, a big set or you know if you're working with other people there is that added stress of other things it's like oh okay and it can be a little like a job but you know I have heard yeah. though like some of the really fun comedies the director created that vibe on set you know oh, um yeah. you know there's who is it did um super bad oh did you see super bad I did yeah I thought it was very funny. I I did like. I just remember. It. Yeah. I just remember like the director talking. I'm, he's a very famous director. I'm just really bad with recall. 
Um, so everybody out there is like, oh. But um, he would create this vibe on set where everyone felt really comfortable kind of pitching their ideas and improvising. And he would do all this stuff. So he got a lot of these great moments just from creating the idea I was talking about alone with a big group of people. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a smart way to go. If I was ever be so lucky to be in control of a situation like that, I would want that. I'd want everybody to be having fun. Going back to the Grounding Sunday company, that's yeah. the, the memory I'll always take with me is just the fun with this group where you're six months, because it's in six months chunks. Right. You're, you're with this group and you're battling together all that stress and stuff together. And so it creates this real strong bond, but you're also all real like jokey people. Yeah. And so the fun of it is in between pitching sketches and getting all the stuff together where you're running around, there's still just constant like goofing around and having fun. And that's the best part of it. I think yeah. it made all the sketches better too. Just yeah. No, for sure. Uh, what would be your dream like project to work on? Right now my dream pro project would be to like uh, create a show based off the comedy I've been doing and bring in like some of my favorite talented friends that I've yeah. known for a while and like bring them all together and maybe discover some new people that I don't know and just you know work together doing what we love yeah would be would be my dream and using the experiences I know and so I can have a good command of it would be, yeah 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 put it out there where you already are it's out there. Yeah. In this podcast it's out now. there. It's out there. You can come back. Deal with that universe. Yeah. Come on, universe. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Balls in your court now. Yeah. It's specific. So come on. <laughs> yeah. Let me check my email. Maybe it already happened. Yeah. Oh, oh hold on. Oh, nope. Oh, okay. All right. We'll give you some time. Worth a shot. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, it like pops up. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah. Oh my god, it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, I do it before I, before I forget. I want to ask you with your TikToks, what's your like production time with that? Because I mean, you did briefly mention, so I guess you film so many videos, and yeah, how does that? Yeah, work? last night I started at like seven thirty and finished at like twelve thirty. Is that five hours? Yeah. Yeah. And then did a little bit more this morning. Five and a half, six hours. Is That's normal. six. Yeah, well, six hours. because. Part of that is also creating the YouTube version, the Facebook version. Ah, yeah. And I do, I type in my own closed caption subtitles for the YouTube and Facebook versions. Yeah. That takes time. I, then you have to create the thumbnail for YouTube on Photoshop. Yeah. You know, and so I'm like outlining a character, cutting him out, doing the out, outer glow, all that stuff. <laughs> but all that takes time you know yeah and I'm editing them myself and then this one required some green screens so yeah setting up the green screen and then yeah. and editing moving it into after effects and doing all that um writing doesn't i usually write it pretty quickly i'll write it throughout mm -hmm. the day like in my brain i'll just as i'm walking around or, or taking the baby on a stroll i'll, I'll be like yeah. sorting through the the beats and then i'll run them by my wife and she'll like add stuff and so yeah but but yeah, about, that's about normal. Yeah, for for like one tick. Well, if, if for one TikTok, it'd be like what five? Yeah, five or six hours altogether. Damn. Yeah, 
uh, maybe the shortest would be like four, four and a half. If it's yeah. like just a couple of characters, yeah, no effects, you know, yeah, that that I can shoot really quickly. This last the last night it was seven characters. Wow, you know, three chefs, the waiter, a couple I'm serving, and a girl that comes in at the end. Yeah, it's like seven characters that I just shoot out, and then and then the editing part, and then all the yeah, and then the post, all that other stuff I mentioned. I love that. I love it. That's amazing. Did you learn editing yourself? Like, was that just something that you trial and error? Yeah. I, out of necessity in college, I got my first uh, editing program. This is before like everybody had them. Yeah. This is like early on when there was like, you're either a professional editor or that's it. And then like they started coming out with these things people could put on their personal computers. I had one called Rainbow Runner. It was real glitchy. I remember like in college editing movies to show on campus and one was like a month of work just was wiped out and one like glitch. Yeah. And I had to like go scream and run around the tennis courts for a while. And like, <laughs> but I taught myself editing that way and then got into like final cut. Mm-hmm. And then I actually took classes and got certified in Avid and became an assistant editor for a little while. Yeah. And then quit that because the advanced groundlings called. So I took it and got into Sunday company. So I kind of abandoned my editing. Yeah. Path. Wow. But I had some skills from that, just doing it. Now I use Adobe Premiere Pro. And uh, if I don't know something, you, I go to YouTube and watch yeah, a tutorial. The internet, the internet yeah. is wild nowadays. You can literally so cool. find anything and you can learn to do it. It's amazing. It's, yeah. it's the best. And there's so many great, uh, Adobe Premiere and After Effects tutorials it really are people just making excellent content yeah. for that for free and it's just crazy so yeah there's a lot of great stuff out there um, okay I want to ask you some rapid fire questions before we wrap okay. up um, okay. so describe yourself in three words um, um, three words um, family yeah um comedy and um i want to say <laughs> i want to say it's not completely true but like i don't know what the if there's one word to encapsulate like constantly resisting being lazy <laughs> but like my natural state is I just want to sit on a couch and watch sports. (laughs) So it's a daily struggle of like, (laughs) like you like, what's your real dream? Like to create a TV show. And there's a voice in my head going, tell them the truth. All right. My dream is to, to sit for 30 hours uninterrupted and watch college basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Take that universe. Yeah. Wait, didn't mean it, didn't mean it. Yeah, edit that out. <laughs> it didn't happen. You didn't say it. Overcoming. How about that? Overcoming. There we go. Because I've overcome laziness. There I've we go. I've overcome addiction. I've overcome a lot of things. Overcoming. I'm a, Family, I'm a... comedy, and overcoming. Yeah. Sounds like a great TV show. <laughs> yeah. Very to the heart. <laughs> I think yeah. you just created something there. Yeah. Can you overcome family yeah. to be funny? 
No wait, can you? Is it funny to overcome? Come. I don't know. Family. What it be? Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, what is a piece of advice you did not take but you wish you did? Uh, you should have another slice of pizza. <laughs> It was a 10-year-old birthday party <laughs> with my friend Keith Yeomans. And there was plenty left, but I was so shy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now there's been days where I'm like, I would kill for that other stuff. Oh, man. His mom was so persuasive. Really, Andrew, please have another slice. Oh, no, I'm fine. Thank you, Mrs. Yeomans. But you Should want it. You should have had it. Oh, I wanted it. Oh, that's the worst. I was too scared. I didn't. I was so shy. I was that kid that'd be like, "Would you like a brownie?" I'd be like, "No." <laughs> Everything in me wanted that brownie. I relate to that so much. It's like, yeah. like, yeah. Do you want this? And you're like, no, no. I'm really, I'm, I'm really fine because you're being polite. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I don't want yeah. another one. You think about it. Yeah. I really yep. wanted it. I yeah. really. Damn it. Yeah. Be the person who says, oh, thank you. Yeah. I had a friend like that who was always like, oh, great. Thank you. And I'd be like, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> because they're doing what I wanted to do. I can't believe they How took it. How dare you take that? You got to the last blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'll take it. Oh. Get out. <laughs> Someone had to. I wish I was that person. I yeah. want to be that person. I love that person. I want to do a sketch where it's just a group of friends. No one will take the last brownie. Oh my god, yes. And that by the end they're just killing each other. It erupts into <laughs> violence. It's like, no, 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 you take it. Oh, okay. Well, someone has to take it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. Oh well, I'm not god. taking it. Yeah, well, anyway. And then someone later is like, so it's just gonna sit there? Yeah. Yeah. Please do. That's that's beautiful. I write that one. Um, would you act differently if you knew you wouldn't be judged? Is this like dance, like no one's watching kind of thing? Or, yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. For I sure. Think, I yeah. Yeah. I think you're lying if you say, well, no, no, no. I, not everyone. There's a lot of people that are far more mentally healthy than I that are, yeah, I feel that. are I good did. at just being themselves all the time, no matter what. And yeah. it's something I've gotten a lot better at, but no, I'm, yeah. I'm still far from my goal of where I want to be with that. Yeah. I still think I act differently depending on who's watching. Yeah. It's like to think about food for thought. Um, yeah. And what's a trait you dislike in other people? Oh, um, I I don't like nosiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really don't. It's, it's irritating. Yeah. Do you often get, I mean, actually, that's an interesting question with, you know, your newfound TikTok fame. Do you, have you had the people reach out? Like that, you know, you know, those ones where they didn't really, you know, talk to you, but now that you've kind of like getting somewhere, they're like, oh, hi. Uh, no, I haven't had, no. I've, okay, that's I've nice. really, yeah, most people have been lovely and that's before really and nice. after. I haven't had any any weird, I've had people that didn't know, like, hey, I'm so-and-so from uh, country X. Uh, I have never made anything before. I have, <laughs> can we collaborate? <laughs> I'm just like, I, one, I don't know. You know what? They might be the next amazing thing. Yeah. We don't know. But but it's just a weird way to come at someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I don't. Who are you? I don't know. 
How about hi? I don't know. Um, and last question, what's something you're proud of? Oh, my family. Aww. That's the thing I'm most proud of. My my wife and my baby. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't think I would ever have that back when I was at my lowest. Yeah. So. Oh, that's beautiful. If everything else goes away, that's what I'll still have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about that all the time. Like. Yeah. It's like this is, and also kind of getting people to watch my stuff kind of later in life than I would have preferred, because I've been trying for a long time this is the first time i've had some good exposure and yeah. it's like oh what if it all goes away what if you know tiktok gets banned or this or you have all these bad thoughts <clears throat> um but at the end of the day it's like that i've lived so long without that mm. where the things that are important like family like my wife and kid and all that it's like that'll still be there i can always do whatever to to yeah. get by but that's that's the real stuff Aww. Kind of came full circle with the questions. Your first question was describe yeah. yourself in three words. Yeah. yeah. There you See, go. I backed it up. Wow, that's beautiful. Look at that. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the podcast. Yes. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. See ya. <laughs> Did you imagine? <laughs> bye. I just like end everything. I'm like, and that's it. Sorry, yeah. What? That's how like my. I... That's how my grandmother ended phone calls. Beautiful. Rest okay. her soul. Wonderful. But she would like. Yeah, she would just. That's. She didn't say bye. You'd be like. She's like, well, how are things? I'm like, pretty good. College is this and that. How are you? She's like, oh, pretty good. All right. Click. <laughs> You'd be like, grandmother. Oh, Hello. We're done. My mom was the opposite. Could not end a phone call. <laughs> you're like i i gotta okay yeah i'll just the 50th right. bye i love it but yeah no thank you so much thank you for saying yes i was like thank you when i reached out i honestly in me and my overthinking brain i think like i reached out and i was like and then as soon as i sent the email i was like oh my god what if he says no what if he just doesn't reply i was just like you know that did cross my mind You're awkward it yeah. would have yeah it would have been really awkward but um no that's fine <laughs> Don't even think those thoughts. <laughs> I know. I need to stop. But yeah, this was really great. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, episode will be out sure. on Friday. I'll post it, okay. share a little tidbit. Oh, cool. Yeah, feel free to share it. Do what you want with it. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, no, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon wherever you are and I'll see you in the next episode.